0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Welcome into the TDM Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here Sunday evening in the pre show. In the pre show meeting, Jamie and I looked at each other and we said, well, we're going to try to do a show. We're going to try to make sense of everything that has happened over the last two days. We're going to attempt to put coherent thoughts together and share. We, Jamie and I spent three minutes just looking at each other, shaking our heads. No words were exchanged. That is the bewilderment that has come across the two of us. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed all this of the weekend, football man, this nuts. weekend. I hope everybody had fun because this was a blast. I, I, I said to Jamie when he first hopped in here, I was like, man, this, this job, uh, this doesn't suck. But we get to do here uh, watching these games and being able to talk about them. Jamie, I think the best way to do this is we go in order.
0: We start on – No, no. We got to start with what we just saw. We got to start with everything everybody's going to be talking about here when you're listening to this podcast on Monday morning. It was the very boring, leisurely, calm nightcap to divisional weekend uh, where the Kansas City Chiefs won by a touchdown and nothing really important happened.
1: (laughs) 42 to 36 in overtime. The Chiefs win a game in which they were down three with 13 seconds left. I've already seen people make the joke on Twitter that the Chiefs led a a comeback down three points in less time than it took the Cowboys to Mm -hmm. run one play a week ago. I've already seen the tweets. Don't worry, everybody. I'm keeping up. Jamie, the fourth quarter of this game, absolutely bananas. 25 points scored in the last minute and 54 seconds. I know there's so many things to focus on and the brilliance of both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen on display. The brilliance of Gabriel Davis in this game. I got to tell you, the defense in the fourth quarter just disappeared.
0: Not just the fourth quarter. So – can you read us the final score again, Chris? What was the final score of this game?
1: It was forty-two to thirty-six. Was
0: the final okay. score? <laughs> so, no. Normally, you would say, okay, well, seventy-eight points is a lot of points, mm-hmm. you know, w- which it is. This game at the two-minute w- with two minutes and one second was twenty-six twenty-one. They scored thirty-one points.
1: This. The final minute and fifty-four of regulation and in overtime,
0: like thirty-one points, twenty-six twenty-one. With two minutes to go in the game, and this is a 42-36 game. I, I mean, look, there Josh Allen, uh, unbelievable, phenomenal in, in this game. Throws another four touchdowns. He's over 300 yards. Gabriel Davis, out of nowhere, went from – What a game. I was in the doghouse early in the season. Uh, he, he His role has grown in recent weeks, but he was open all the time. In the fourth quarter, eight for two, one and four touchdowns. One of the greatest playoff performances we've ever seen in NFL on, history.
1: On, on a night where Stephon Diggs was not helpful. He he was not used in this offense. I think at one point no. in the fourth quarter, they Three showed for the seven. Traffic. He had seven, seven yards. yards at one point. I mean, Cole Beasley had a bigger role it, it, throughout this game than Stephon Diggs is. And so they get the big performance from Gabriel Davis. They score the touchdown uh, to go up in this game. And you're thinking, okay, they 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 didn't leave i mean they left 13 seconds that can't possibly be enough but the chiefs had all their timeouts and and, and Jamie i'm just intrigued in your thoughts in watching the game the first play the little quick pass to Tyree Kill that picked up about 25 yards. We saw a similar play yesterday on, uh, on Saturday when right before the half, Joe Burrow threw a pass to C.J. Uzoma to get down the field. A very similar play and Uzoma broke it for a big game. Didn't lead to anything. He got tackled in the half ended, but they ran a similar play. And then on the play to Travis Kelsey that set up for what Harrison Butker, it's a chip shot for him. What's this corner safety? Whoever number thirty nine is for the Bills, giving Travis Kel- just giving him inside leverage, giving him the entire yeah, that, middle of the, the field thing. to work. I did not understand what the decision was there.
0: That defense makes sense if the Kansas City had no timeout. But they you have know, a timeout at that point in the back. you line up outside leverage, you give them the inside, you you force them to throw the ball in, and you be able to make a break on the ball if it's to the outside. In that case, I don't know why you you should, especially with how far inside the numbers Kelsey lined up off the line of scrimmage. Like, I I think at that point, if they're going to take a a sideline shot, they're going to take a sideline shot. It's a much easier throw for Mahomes in the middle of the field.
1: Yeah, you're playing outside leverage, outside leverage, and you're giving
0: Kelsey about 10 yards of room, because he was off of him. He was not Off, outside leverage, like, I I just, it it was, I don't know what they were, again, they're not going to the end zone there. Like, no, they, there's they a very limited to. amount of things they're doing. They're trying to, again, they can complete the ball anywhere on the field. They have timeouts. So it's, it, you're not guarding the sidelines, that type of thing. So it was strange. This defensive performance from both teams was, was brutal. Awful, brutal down the stretch here. Uh, I mean, it was absolutely brutal on all fronts. But, and really the running games were pretty meh for the most part, except for the quarterbacks. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both lead their team in rushing. Although I will say, uh, CEH looked pretty, it, it, only got what seven carries, but seven carries probably looked as ago. good as I've seen them all year. Uh, looked fresh in this game. It'll be interesting storyline heading into conference championship weekend. But I, I mean, look, I hate being a prisoner of the moment. Okay. I, I think it happens way too often nowadays. It happens on social media, and it's very easy to look at whatever just happened in front of you and say, This is the best, this, this is the best, that. I, I don't think I have seen a given the. Caliber of opponents, caliber of quarterbacks, the way the game ended, the fact it went to overtime, what was on the line, yeah, Uh, and the fact there was a back and forth, because we see a lot of times where there is a great comeback, which again is unbelievably enjoyable. But rarely do we see this sort of like up, down, up, down in such a short period of time with everything on the line late in the game. I'm willing to say I think this is probably the best football game I've ever seen, or it's at least in the top five. I would have to sit back and and consider a few other ones. I think you talk about Super Bowl forty two, Super Bowl forty three are both ones I think would be in that conversation. Um, you know, I, I have to sit back and think on a little bit here. So. It's definitely a top five.
1: I'll tell you what, Jamie. The other thing, too, that I don't think that you factored in there, right? And the when I think of great games, I, the one that always jumps to mind, and this is being a prisoner of the moment, but recent memory, the Monday night game between the Rams and the Chiefs a couple of years ago had that back and forth feel to it. They were just going up and down the field scoring, and it was just craziness for four quarters. But again, the moment – the the back and forth what this game meant and Jamie I think an important thing too is the history between these two teams in the postseason that played a role in the narrative around this game of can the Bills finally do this can they finally slay the dragon that has been put in front of them year in and year out and you thought at multiple times in the fourth quarter they're going to do it this is their moment and I got two quick things I want to mention here before we get into the other three games that we have to talk about one This is a very nuanced take, and Jamie will put me in my place if he disagrees with this. We need to revisit the way overtime is done. But the Bills did not lose because of a coin toss. They lost because their defense couldn't make a stop with 13 seconds left in regulation, and they lost because their defense let Patrick Mahomes and company go on a 75-yard touchdown drive in overtime. Do I think the opposing team should get the ball in overtime? Yes. Do I like the way overtime is set up? No, but to say a coin toss cost Buffalo the game, they didn't even need to get to that coin toss. They had the lead with 13 seconds left. If you make a stop, if you do what you have to do on defense, we don't even entertain that. So I, it's a bit of a nuanced take, and I'd like overtime to be changed, but the Bills have to look at their defense in the mirror on this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think anybody's making the point that a coin toss lost Buffalo this game. Uh, when you have a lead with 13 seconds left and you're kicking off and you don't win, there's, I don't want to hear any excuses. Uh, there, there, was, there wasn't even like a penalty there. Like, there. There were just no excuses for it. Um, I do think that NFL overtime in the postseason should change. Uh, I thought it should change yesterday. I thought it should change today. I thought it should change five years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is not one of those ones that's like a a reactionary thing. Uh, I I do think there's an interesting argument of what you do. In the regular season, you can't play forever. I get it. And and I understand why. I I do think you should get 15 minutes, not 10 in the regular season. I do think that change needs to be made. Quite frankly, a lot of leagues need to change their overtime rules. Like I think NHL should go from five minutes to 10 minutes, but whatever. I, I think you extend the regular season overtime, 15 minutes. Uh, and for playoff, you obviously, you're just playing the fourth quarter over again. Just play the fourth quarter over again. You're playing with fourth quarter rules. Starts with 15 minutes. The the way the clock stops inside of five minutes, the way the two-minute warning works, all's the same. Play another quarter. In my mind, if you play a whole nother quarter and then you're still tied, then go fine. Go to sudden death. Mm -hmm. but I think you should get at least a a whole entire quarter to replay and see what you do in the postseason. But these are the rules. We all know what they are. And at the end of the day, there's a reasonable argument of you're allowed to score on defense. You're allowed to stop teams on defense. Buffalo could have stopped them on that drive and they didn't.
1: They also could have stopped them with 13 seconds left and not even giving them a chance to kick a field goal to tie the game. Right. And we don't even have this conversation. The second thing That I want to talk about, Jimmy, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this before we talk about the other crazy game that I thought was going to take the game of the year mantle before the other playoff game, the one that we're talking about now, stole it. This Bills team has, at every turn, when they've played the Chiefs in the playoffs, they have come up short. This has been the thorn in their side, and to lose this game the way that they do... These are the types of games that can change a franchise and how you deal with them and how you deal with this adversity. And this is going to be a very big storyline because this is, this is heartbreak on another level for this Bills team, th- this version of this Bills team, this fan base, and, and their matchup against the Chiefs. Because it's always been, man, if we get home field advantage against the Chiefs, this will be great. They haven't had that yet. They have had to go to Arrowhead every time, but they had a chance in this game and they didn't get it done. And this is going to be a tough pill to swallow.
0: Yeah, th- th- this is a turning point game, but I, I think we learned a few things uh, about the Bills. I think we learned a lot about Josh Allen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he had a better regular season last year than he did this year. Uh, he still had a very good regular season, but this postseason run was huge for him. And it look, it's, <laughs> I said this in this other conversation. We'll talk about the context of this when we get to the Packers game, but I know this sounds simplistic, but we have been spoiled by Tom Brady doing inhuman things over the last couple decades i think we forget how freaking hard it is to not only win a championship in sports but to win a super bowl in particular especially in this era it's hard and a lot of times there are a lot of teams and, and those of you that are maybe baske- bigger basketball fans than i can know that there were a lot of really good teams in the michael jordan era not many of them won rings though <laughs> and i'm not saying patrick Mahomes is michael jordan but between Patrick Mahomes, between Tom Brady, uh, it, it just you have to go up against a lot of these high-quality players. And unfortunately, the Bills have been just just slightly one tick behind Kansas City a lot in these last couple of years. And you can't say they haven't gotten their opportunities. You know, This this is going to get compared to – you're going to hear this a lot this week. But you, this is going to get paired to the new age AFC rivalry that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady won where they met in the postseason a ton of times. And Tom Brady and the Patriots always had the edge until the one time that they didn't. And on the Colts' path to winning a Super Bowl, they had to beat the New England Patriots in the playoffs. And they did that and they went all the way. That is still well within their own possibility for the Buffalo Bills in the next couple of years. But they are having to stare at a very interesting offseason because they have a really strong chance of losing their offensive coordinator. They might lose their defensive coordinator. And you've got to, run it back next year with uh, you know a team that's going to be different. Do, what do you do in the Ontario offensive line? What do you do to shore up that defense? Not having Trey White the back half of the season was a tremendous loss for Buffalo. And I think a lot of things change for them. They might be the number one seed if they had Trey White for the back part of the season, but they didn't. And you can only, and I'm sure there are no Titans fans right now that want to hear anything about injured players prevent it. Like (laughs) Titans had to deal with a ton of, so everybody's had to deal with injuries. Chiefs lose Tyron Matthew in the first quarter. Like it happens. But uh, to your point, Chris, it's hard. Even when you have really, really good players and a franchise quarterback, let me remind you that everybody that hasn't been named Tom Brady in the last 30 years has struggled to win multiple championships. It just doesn't happen very often. And like it, it just doesn't happen. Who, who I mean, we haven't seen a back to back since Brady. Mm-hmm. And like, how many guys have won two championships in the meantime? Ben or Eli Manning. Who's who's since like the '90s? Who's won multiple championships?
1: Peyton has two, but he had to go to a different Peyton, franchise right, to no, do it. It's a
0: call Peyton for two different teams, but Peyton Manning.
1: But, and he was not Peyton Manning for that second Super Bowl, but he still has a second. No,
0: but it, it still counts, and no, no one's sure. going to confuse Eli Manning for Tom Brady or or oh. those guys, but.
1: I mean, it's tough. And, and think, about it. think about it. Think about it. Think about the way Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. A David Tyree helmet catch and one of the greatest throws I've ever seen Eli Manning making his career up the sideline to Mario Manningham. Like, like that's what we're talking about. It's if tough. Those two, if those two plays don't happen, Eli Manning doesn't have two Super Bowls. And, and great defense not.
0: and a great run late in the season. Those weren't elite teams. Those Giants teams were not elite teams until no. they went on a run. And, and again, that's not, I'm not taking anything away. I'm just saying it is very difficult because sometimes the best team doesn't win. Sometimes the hot team wins. And sometimes the best team wins. You don't know. I would say right now, they could win two more games. The Cincinnati Bengals are not the best team in football on paper this year, but they got hot at the right time and have a ton of talent. Yeah. So it's tough to win. And like you said, Chris, this is going to be a tough pill to swallow, not because they lost to Kansas City, but the way they lost to Kansas City. You should win 100% of the games you're leading with 13 seconds left (laughs) when you kick the ball off. You should win 100% of those games. Period. End of story. They didn't, and they're going to have to look in the mirror and know that, man. You don't want—I don't want to say waste, but you don't want to be—you don't want to become on the precipice of wasting a franchise town. Because what they've been able to do with Josh Allen over these last few years and the quarterback they've molded him into has been nothing short of miraculous. Mm-hmm. Dude's a star. You're going to have to get over the hump at some point, and, and- it'll be interesting to see how they come back and how they bounce back. Because last year was a devastating loss, but you can argue they were like, all right. We took another step forward in our progression. It it sucks that we lost like this, but we're going to come back bigger and stronger. This one feels like a letdown. This one's a little bit different. So we will see. We always always talk about these teams coming back. They have the benefit of I don't think anybody's going to really give them a hard challenge in a division. Maybe the New England Patriots do next year, but I feel like Buffalo underperformed to get to their record. There's probably a team that can win 12-plus games next year, but we'll see. They're going to have to get over. They're going to have to beat the boogeyman. And that's Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs when it matters for it to matter.
1: I'll make a cross-sport reference here that you'll love, and I'll go to the hockey real quick to talk about greatness that when it came to the postseason just couldn't get hot at the right time. Because in hockey, Jamie, you, you and I can attest to this. If you have a team that gets hot at the right time with a hot goalie like Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are getting hot, you can win a Stanley Cup. Henrik Lundqvist, one of the best goalies we've ever seen could never get hot at the right time and always matched up against the team that just got in his way. Doesn't mean Henrik Lundqvist is bad. Doesn't mean those Rangers teams were bad, right? That's the way it works. And I, and I think, like Jamie, the other thing too is you had a playoffs that didn't have Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson in it. You got young quarterbacks that, just other than Patrick Mahomes, that could be thorns inside for the Buffalo Bills. The, the AFC playoff race, the next decade plus, going to be wild. going to be uh, absolutely by the way, insane.
0: What if Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC next year?
1: Sure, if he goes to Denver, uh, who
0: knows? So, Ooh, I mean, it, it's it's going to be very fascinating to see how this plays out. This is a uh, an absolute gut punch, uh, and that's, that's putting it nicely. That's the PG version of, of what this was for Buffalo, because, but look, they showed a lot. Again, you don't... <laughs> There are no moral victories. No, and the there's postseason.
1: no and, and there's no moral victories with the way with the context of the way you lost this game and the history that you've had in the postseason against the Chiefs.
0: I will say this. From a team wide perspective, there's no consolation. From a Josh Allen specific, he showed me something tonight. And not that we didn't think he was a franchise quarterback. This was a different level. This was a guy that's like runs the league type of level. I thought he was the better quarterback in this game as well. Now both quarterbacks are great. But thought he was a better quarterback in this game as well. And I think that's the I – mean, maybe that's the point. And we'll get off this because there's three other games that were also really freaking <laughs> good to talk about. This was this was a – imagine not liking football. Imagine. Uh, this is what's going to even make it even tougher pill to swallow aside from maybe the fact you had a lead with 13 seconds left. And you're kicking off and for some reason you kicked it in the end zone instead of making them run clock on the return. Don't understand that one either. But you probably – your quarterback outdueled Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Both at an elite level, but outdueled them, and you still lost.
1: That's the that's the pain. That's the pain
0: because if Patrick Mahomes plays a Josh Allen game, which he very well could, and has done it before, they ain't winning. No, that no. they got everything and more from Josh Allen in this game, and they still didn't win. That's discouraging. Speaking of quarterbacks, we're I've changed, we're going in reverse
1: order now. Speaking of quarterbacks, they showed everybody something because this Rams team was doing everything in their power to hand Tom Brady another moment. They basically did hand him a moment down. They
0: tried to fumble the game away, literally and figuratively.
1: And Matt Stafford makes two big throws with, what, 42 seconds left in that game to set up a field goal. Jamie, this game for the Rams had four turnovers, all fumbles. They had a 47-yard field goal that came up short. Short. Short, not wide left or wide right. Short. Short. Jalen Ramsey blowing a coverage at the worst time he could have blown a coverage. And on a fourth down that I don't think the Bucs would have known it was fourth down. If Sean McVay didn't take a timeout playoff, Lenny shows up scores a big touchdown to tie the game. And then Matt Stafford responds with two big throws. I listen, I know where I'd like to start on this one, Jamie. I'd like to discuss the decision to with Cooper cup in the slot To decide to go man coverage, Antoine Winfield Jr. covering him down the field and rushing as many as the Bucs did, that's where I'd like to start this conversation because I do not understand
0: that decision. Let's talk about that. So, you know like the phrase like right place, wrong time or or right time, wrong place? That's what this was. I understand the decision to be aggressive there and Bowles' aggressiveness and his creative blitzing has helped this team win a lot. The issue I have with it wasn't so much the play that was called. It was the scenario in which it was called in because the we, we talk about like uh, whether it's analytics, whether it's going for a fourth down, whether it's kicking a field, whatever it is, we're always doing a, a what? A risk and a reward assessment. Yep. The reward of them getting a sack there isn't really worth the risk of giving up what they, pretend, what they gave up, which is the Cooper Cup, the best player on the field – beating you to, to win the game.
1: Right. And to add to that, Jamie, a 15-yard well, reception. Not the game, but you know what I mean. A 15-yard reception, in all honesty, is the same as a sack in that situation. No timeouts for the Rams. They'd have to get up and clock it. There's not a lot of time yeah. left. They'd have to run another play. Whereas you do what you do. Because think about it, Jamie. They ran a deep shot down the field to Cooper Cup and they were scrambling to get the spike off in time.
0: Yeah. And they get the spike off in four seconds. So... so- it's oh, I guess like eight seconds on the clock in the sport but but like to me, and I think that's where the conversation is. Where if this was a scenario where you sack them and you win the game, I I can understand that scenario where you're getting creative. There, it, it changes the mindset of your players, of their players, the risk they're willing to take. They could take a sack there. Hell, he can throw a pick there. He can just put it up there and say, okay, arm punt. We're going to overtime. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a scenario where I, I would be okay with that play call if that play call, if it was successful, it wins you the game. I, mm-hmm. I get it, but it wasn't. So your reward was small and your risk was massive. You weren't getting a massive reward to massive you. risk. It was out of whack there.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't understand the decision specifically in the situation, and ultimately leads to the Rams winning this football game. But listen, Jamie, the Don Brady did it again. I mean, it's not his fault. I this this guy with an offensive line that was – and no offense to all these guys. I know they were they were, they were were working hard out there. They were trying. They were traffic cones. They were just traffic oh, cones yeah, that Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd could have just pick up and move and do whatever they want with. That's what yeah. the Bucks offensive line was in this football
0: game. And you got to give Raheem Morris a lot of credit for a lot of different reasons, and I hope he gets a head coaching job very soon. He deserves one. Uh, how just – I love the way they used Aaron Donald in this game, moving him to left end to put him up against the backup right tackle at times. Von Miller came to play. Von Miller was not have- a very impactful player for them in the regular season after the trade. Was uh, a one-man wrecking crew in this game. Looked like that Super Bowl, Von Miller, uh, against Carolina. Uh, look, at the end of the day, we could talk about the Cooper Cup play. We could talk about the blitz from Todd Bowles. We could talk about Brady's comeback. At the end of the day, the Lambs' defense and their defensive line in particular blew Tampa Bay off the ball for 60 minutes. And that is why this game was the way it was.
1: I, I'm sitting here watching the game, Jamie, and I'm thinking even if Tampa had their entire complement of wide receivers and their entire complement of offensive weapons, Tom didn't have enough time. I mean, he had to constantly they knew check it. it down. Right, but he had to constantly check it down to London Fournette. Like, how many times did you see him drop back and immediately go, okay, just we're just going to dump it here to the left? Like, uh, And, and o- that's really how the Rams played, played
0: the whole first half. They were like, we're not afraid of you beating us over the top with nobodies. It's Mike Evans and nobodies, and you're just not going to have enough time to get it. And they were right it, because they didn't have enough time. And, they were, and look, the Rams couldn't run the ball. Cam Akers was completely bottled up in this game, much to my chagrin who had the over <laughs> where he yeah. falls two yards short on his I, second fumble of the game. I had, a,
1: I had a friend who had it at 48 and a half. So.
0: Oh, I had 49 and a half. So, like, I get it. Um, yeah, if you told me I got 24 carries and I didn't hit the over, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, but the Bucks run defense was phenomenal. Four fumbles in this game, a snap over Matthew Stafford's head. They like, just tried to give it away. Cooper cut fumbling the, the ball. When does that happen? The Rams were clearly the better football team in this game from start to finish. They, they yes. tried to give it away. You know, they were the better football team for like 45 minutes. And then were like, hey, you know what? What if we weren't? What if we want to make things? It was like the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial, right? Like, I know that's a joke now. but Overtime,
1: overtime. Yeah,
0: it was just like, oh, no. Like, there's a sprinkler going to pop up on the field and Stafford's going to fall. Like, it was like, again, it was their best guys. St- a snap over Stafford's head. Cam Akers fumbling twice. Who was so phenomenal in his return last week. Uh, Cooper Cup, MVP candidate. I don't remember the last time Cooper Cup put the ball on the ground. Like, no, he was their best very, guys. <laughs> it, but also, again, look, insane. they beat him off the ball. Tampa made mistakes in this game where they kicked two two kickoffs out of bounds to give Rams short field position. Like, they were yep. just I, – I, this is the one – I don't have a hard time because I, I, there was no doubt the Rams were the better team. But they were also really much trying to give this away. You uh, know this. But-
1: I, I sorry. I want to quickly mention this because I had this as a prepared open when when the game ended. But all of the craziness kind of changed that. After bragging on the Tuesday show that I went six and zero in picks last week, I went zero and four this week. I picked all four losers. I
0: don't think I did much better.
1: I just I picked I, all four games wrong.
0: So I think I did. Yeah,
1: it was not very good. It was not a very good weekend
0: for the for the picks. No, it wasn't. But. Uh, uh- one last thing on this, sure, because I want your thoughts on this. I'm not buying for a quarter of a second that Tom Brady's retired.
1: I, I am uh, also. win,
0: lose, draw. Did not buy it for a th- second.
1: Correct. I think if they would have won the Super Bowl this year, he might have considered it for about a half a second. But he's playing. I think he would have played next year, regardless. Sure, sure.
0: If you if they won Super Bowl, maybe I, I could have seen that. Writing, you know, but like he, I, I, I didn't think it was happening regardless. I yes, don't see any I, reason I, why he's going 100%. to.
1: 100 percent now that team's gonna look very different next year um you know chris godwin might not be back Leonard fournette might not be back byron left which might not be the oc if he gets one of these head coaching jobs so there's going to be a lot uh, of shakeup there um in tampa uh can we talk about the next game can i continue moving forward because i have a lot to say about
0: this next game which one i have a lot to say about both these okay one
1: one one thing one thing okay i would like i would like everybody who told me Matt Stafford can't win the big one. Matt Stafford can't lead a team to the promised land. Can't do, can't get it done in crunch time. Where are you at now? That's all
0: I'd like to say. So uh, that's a good point. The way Stafford ended the season was so uninspiring and it scared the hell out of me. This, Turnover was, for- this was a ballsy performance.
1: Turnover free game against Arizona, albeit he didn't have to do a whole lot because of the way his defense did. But after the way they gave this game away, calm, cool, collected, 42 seconds left, makes two big throws to Cooper Cup, the, the sideline out, and then the deep shot down the field. That's a, that's a gutsy throw to take that shot down the yep. field. And he does it, and he wins in the game because of his arm, because of his ability to make those throws. But here to tell you, Jared Goff's not making those two plays. And that's why no, they got Matthew no, Stafford. Not. That's his why he is
0: there. Them. Right. That's why Von Miller is there. Right. That's right. why OBJ is there. They do Although not Oregon care about the draft, picks. draft capital. But, if, you know, they win, but if they win, if they win the mean. Super Bowl,
1: they're not. Doesn't matter. Care about those they games. win
0: Super Bowl they're doesn't not does care. not matter. By the way, they also have a fun path here because they have the home game in the NFC Championship game. Well, and a if home you game believe in it's gonna, if, they get there. if if you believe it's going to be a
1: home game next week.
0: Uh, okay, here's the thing. I don't care about the fans part of this. Yes, there are going to be a lot of Niners fans part there, which is fine.
1: But yes, they don't have to travel. Like yes, the there's
0: the noise factor. Fair of the home field. There's also the fact that like you're sleeping in your own beds, you're using yeah. your own facilities, you don't have to get on a plane, you don't have to do anything because the other, you know what I mean. So those things still count. I mean, they, there's a chance they don't have to move the remainder of the season.
1: They don't. Right. If they if they win, they, they're playing at home. They lose, they, they just make,
0: they'll get in the car and go right. home. If they win, they're gonna get in the car and go home and come back next week or two they're weeks good. later. Like they're good. They're done. They're good. Which would be really interesting after having no teams play in their home stadium. Back-to-back back years. To see Back-to-back years. Possibly. Niner, same, but again, we're talking about boogeymen. We'll talk about this, this on our Tuesday oh. show. The 49ers, are, they are boogeymen. So,
1: okay, talk let's about, do they, it. They
0: need to beat them when it counts. The
1: 49ers go into Lambeau Field, go into Green Bay. They beat the Packers 13-10. to 10. I have a, I have a shout, I I have a couple of shout-outs that I want to make here. I told everybody at the top where we were gonna, we're just gonna, we're laboring through this, everybody, okay? You're getting raw thoughts. We didn't. Yeah, didn't this is what notes. they call it, stream
0: of consciousness. Okay. I've got like we have those like Socratic getting. seminars in like. Yeah. English this is class. what you're getting here, okay, yeah.
1: everybody? You're just, you're just gonna have to enjoy it. We're literally recording this, like, thirty oh, yeah, game's, seconds after yeah, that. The been over game. for thirty minutes
0: that we've been doing the show. Like, D'Amico Ryan's better sleep. get some head
1: coaching interviews.
0: He is. He's he's interviewing with Minnesota this week. The,
1: and you know what he should do? I saw somebody's mention this on Twitter. I thought it was great. Just put the game film on. Just put just put it up on the screen. Be like, what do? You, what more do you the, want? What, what the do you the need
0: day to ball from last week? Yep, the day ball from last week. What more do you need to know? What a D'Amico, Ryan's is, D'Amico Ryans is going to get a – I don't know if he's going to get a job this cycle. He will get a job by next year. Uh, At, he, he's, he's been a hot rising candidate for a little bit now, and he's getting a job in the next two cycles.
1: This coaching staff loses Sala and LaFleur last year. They mm-hmm. replaced him with McDaniel and D'Amico Ryans, and they haven't missed a beat. Haven't
0: missed a beat. They've been. How did, they, how did ins- they win? How did they win this football
1: game?
0: Also, by the way, Demeco Ryan's changed things up a little bit from Salas' defense too. He didn't just inherit the defense and keep the same scheme and just like, oh, look, mm-hmm. I'm just along for the ride. He, the, the swarm method that he used, which you can read about over the draft, mm-hmm. uh, is really. He's done such a phenomenal job there. He's going to get some looks. I, I don't think it's going to be the cycle. I can't find a fit. Although Minnesota's a wild card, I have no idea who the Vikings are going to hire. I don't not know. What not they're a looking freaking for. clue. Uh, looks like the um, the Broncos are going to hire either Quinn, Hackett, or uh, Gannon. Jonathan, okay. Gannon, I, 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 okay, I'll, I'll save that range for another time.
1: Tuesday, but yes, this Tuesday. game, I have no. Sa-
0: save, it no yeah, save, it save it for Tuesday. No, I'll save it for Tuesday. How did they win this
1: football game, Jamie? Because I'm still not sure how it happened.
0: Because the the Packers did absolutely positively nothing after this first drive and look i know all the talk coming out of this game was the poor special teams performance by green bay they were poor they got a kick block. they had only 10 guys on the field for the game winning field goal there's a lot a lot of bad uh, kick return stuff with Debo right. samuel return like there was a lot Your of bad Aaron freaking rogers exactly let me i'm going to pull this back up because this is how i entered our our tdn chat this morning because i got up and I saw everybody was talking about special team stuff still, which again, I get it. And they absolutely deserve a lot of blames because that was a, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, a piss poor effort uh, from that team. Let me see here. I have to go find it through our, we, we, we talk a lot. So I'm yeah, going to see, was this especially weekend. during those games.
1: Yeah. It's, so it's crazy.
0: here's what I mentioned. I said, and I want to read this word for word Cause it's exactly sure. what I typed. He said, I know Green Bay special teams were awful, but Aaron Rodgers got the ball with a seven, nothing lead with 51 minutes and 45 seconds left, needing to ultimately score one more touchdown to win the game. From that point on, he went 16 of 24 for 171 yards, no touchdowns, and never got closer than the Niners' 15-yard line. In that stretch, they ran a total of seven more offensive plays the entire game in the red zone, and it was sack, one-yard completion, five-yard completion, six-yard completion, two-yard run, false start, two-yard catch, sack. Against that secondary? With Aaron Rodgers? With two weeks to prepare? With Devontae Adams? Yeah, and- Alan Lazard? Randall Cobb? Bi- that's it? Their that's, biggest, that's it?
1: Their biggest play was the broken play to Aaron Jones It didn't lead to anything. Down the sideline, yeah. And it didn't lead that to anything. was the, uh, the block field goal, Right, right.
0: Yeah. And like, by the way, you take a sack on that drive too when you're in the red zone.
1: I, I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't. And they're, they're in cap hell next year. D- this is yeah. a disaster. You don't know
0: if Rodgers is going to be back. I don't think he's back. I, I know there was all this momentum in the last two weeks that like Rodgers was going to come back. And the sports books actually reflect that he's not coming back to the Packers. And he kind of flat out said it. Like with the first comments after the game were like, I'm not going to be a part of a rebuild. I'm gonna have to meet with the general manager, like, dude, We're f gone. you, get, get the f out. Yeah. Like, I'm sick. Of, I'm already sick of the Rogers stuff. I'm, I'm just so sick of it. All right, um, it's gonna be a whole off season of it. And I get it, and it should be. It's a huge story. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, potentially on the move from the only franchise he's ever been with. Of course, it's a huge story. That doesn't mean I'm not sick of it already. Sure, sure. And and um, the on again, off again. I'm going go to Jeopardy. I'm going to do this. I'm going go to go that. I'm going to be a ballerina. I'm going to go run NASCAR. Just I, I know as because I dreaded. The Brett Favre bullshit every off season. I'm gonna dread the hell out of this Aaron Rodgers offseason because he is such a you know what that he is going to make this as painful as possible for everybody involved in the process. Oh yeah, it's gonna be cannot it's, wait. It's, oh yeah, it's it's going to be. Sar- he says sarcastically. Uh we give the Forty credit. Right, defense that's what played I was just extremely say. well in this game. Offense was garbage. We don't need to give them any credit, but defense played extremely well in this game.
1: Well, hold and on, hold on. Stop. Elijah Mitchell oh played
0: played well. Sure,
1: D- Debo played well. George Kittle made some big catches. Jimmy Elijah Garoppolo Mitchell had three th- yards of carry. Relax. Jimmy Garoppolo threw his patented Jimmy Garoppolo interception, but that you know
0: that happens. Nobody th- th- stop. Nobody had a good game on that. Off.
1: I just don't want it to. You know, I don't. I don't like the way this offense is running either. But just they 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 did enough. They made enough plays. Smoke and mirrors. Kyle Shanahan just smoking mirrors hey, his way uh, to doesn't matter NFC how you do
0: it. They don't hand style points at the end of the year. They hand out a Lombardi trophy to the winner. So Against the team he owns. He
1: owns McVay and the Rams.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a great storyline all week because uh, it, it, the Rams have been just, as you said, boat raced by this Niners team for, while. Wow, it's like six in a row. Like It's, it's not close. It's going to be fascinating because I don't think you can argue that on paper the Rams have a more talented team. But again, divisional matchups. We don't see a lot of divisional matchups in the conference championship. Like, it just doesn't happen very often. Uh, this is going to be two teams that know each other so well playing for the third time this year. Uh, that's going to be a physical, f- phenomenal game. The last game to talk about. The game that started it all. And we thought that this was going to be well, maybe the most exciting. Because this was probably the most exciting game of the postseason so far at that point.
1: Well, yeah, because it was the only one that had been played. No, of the postseason. Oh, oh, fair. Okay, yes. Like
0: including of all the wild card games. So this was probably like, oh, okay. Maybe this round will be a little better. Little did we know.
1: So the Bengals yeah. go into to Nashville, Tennessee, and they beat the Tennessee Titans 19-16. to uh, Jamie, the first play of the game for Ryan Tannehill in this offense was an interception. The last play of the game for Ryan Tannehill in this offense was an interception. Was the last did play have to? Yeah, he did
0: not play particularly so. well. Uh, you know, he was, was horrible in this game. Don't, don't, um, they, he was terrible. Okay, The Tennessee Titans lost this game because of Ryan Tannehill. Period. End of story. Sorry. They've won a lot of games these last couple of years because of him. They are sitting at home now because of him as well. Now, Derrick Henry did not look like himself. Got a ton of work, but you could definitely see he was a step slower. Uh, DJ Reader caught him in the backfield like constantly. Uh, Reeder, I, I, a lot of other players are getting a lot of credit, but Reeder had a monster game for, for Cincinnati. This was... Uh, it was painful watching the Titans offense. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, The Titans did a lot of things well in this game. If you would have told me they were going to hold the Bengals to 19 points, I would have said, oh man, they're going to win this game by 10 points minimum. I just, it, it was, it was, this was the reason one of the reasons, but this was the reason why everybody was so, dismissive wanking motion toward the Titans having the number one seed, right? Because their defense probably overachieved, particularly their secondary. I don't say the front seven didn't overachieve. The front seven is darn good, and they deserve, especially that defensive line, deserves all the credit that they get. But secondary overachieved, had some holes in the second level. But it was really like, do we believe that when push comes to shove, the way we have seen him this year, not the way we saw them two years ago or last year, but this year, that Ryan Tannehill can make enough plays to beat these elite quarterbacks in the AFC in the postseason if he came up against a Josh Allen or a Patrick Holmes or, or the way Joe Burrow's playing right now because it's hard to argue there's a hotter quarterback on the planet. And he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it was the direct reason why they lost this game.
1: I'll tell you what, the, the other big takeaway that I had, I thought the Tennessee play calling was very odd at times. I thought that the drive yeah. before uh, Cincinnati got the, the ball and, w- and went down the field with Evan McPherson to, to to make the kick to win the game, I thought that play calling was just extremely weird. It felt very lackadaisical. It felt like they were just comfortable just doing whatever and playing for overtime. It just felt weird to me. Um, but listen, we're going to talk about this more on Tuesday. We've been going for almost 40 minutes now. These games next weekend are going to be a lot of fun. Cincinnati-Kansas yes, yeah. City is a rematch of one of the better regular season games we have this season where those two teams are going up and down the field on each other. And San Francisco-LA is an NFC West matchup that we've already seen twice. San Francisco beat them in the last week of the season. to get into the playoffs. They've owned them. That's going to be fun. Shanahan-McVay, that is going to be a game of chess between those two coaches. Uh, next weekend is going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun.
0: You and I get to watch them together.
1: So, uh, yeah. So do I land in time? In order to I hope see so. these games, I don't I'll be there Saturday. I, I get in so on the Sunday, first
0: so. game, So the first game will be at 2 p.m. Central time, which is when the time zone that you will be in at that point.
1: Okay, I think I get in a little bit later, but I think you and I will be able to sit down and watch San Francisco, L.A. in its entirety together, which will be a lot of yes, fun. Yes,
0: so I, I am very much looking forward to this. Yes, yeah, C- Cincinnati's KC is the, for those who don't know, is the 3 p.m. Eastern first game on Sunday, and then the 6.30 p.m. night game is San Francisco, L.A. So... Uh, it feels like. Oh, by the way, one last note on this. Was it a little weird to you? Because I saw somebody point this out on Twitter, and I and I, I was thinking the same thing. It's a little weird to watch Al Michael, or excuse me, hear Al Michaels call a game with the sun out.
1: Uh, in the, in the just the first game of the day. Yeah, it was very yeah very right. strange. And, by the way, him and Chris Collinsworth were very weird in this football game. Talking about they oh, were they they, like some of their the decisions that they said they would have made. I'm like, guys, no, that's not what you. No, do they you also kept
0: the saying night, which I could tell was just yeah. like out of out just of the habit of for habit. them. All right. Right. It is like it was it was very weird. By the way, yeah, the commentary was I, I don't know. I also Tony think Romo was not good this week. Tony Romo's regressed this year, man. It's not that, that, very good. That's, I know, that might be a hot take to some Tony Romo has regressed. Yeah, it's not been good. Regress. By the way, my new favorite commentator that was the former player is might it? be Greg Olson at this point. You didn't right, call so a game today, it. but just. That's in, it. In that's the, I, those
1: are the only kind of hot takes I can take. Uh, we're back on Tuesday. Uh, the next round of Jamie's mock draft, we will preview conference championship Sunday where we will look at the two games uh, in depth. And maybe, I promised it last week, maybe we'll sneak in a little mock draft look at some fantasy fits just that. Eh,
0: maybe. We, we got to save that content, Chris. There's going to be a lot of mocks for us to evaluate. We might want to save that top Super Bowl. All right. Or, we won't do it. Uh, you know, well, we won't. I mean, we're going to be spending a week together at the Senior Bowl. That's sort of so okay. Like, uh, maybe maybe, maybe we do content. that at the
1: Senior Bowl week. Maybe there's some content to do there. Maybe we uh, don't have Jamie, games the preview. Where or can everybody follow you on social media? Please stop this so we can get out of here.
0: You follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram.
1: I'm leaving the and I'm pause in there. I'm assuming you can
0: follow Elmo on, on Twitter as well. I'm,
1: I'm leaving the pause in, in there where you considered Rocco. doing the voice for a second and Did then you. you decided that you couldn't do it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Radio. You can follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. Uh, and we are back on Tuesday, Jamie's next round of his mock draft, and we will preview Conference Championship Sunday. Hope everybody had fun this weekend. Uh, listen, one of the best weekends that we've had in the NFL playoffs in a very long time. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. We'll talk to everybody on Tuesday.